Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The music was jazz, not rock and roll. But the so-called funeral the band threw for itself in Hollywood was also vintage Motley Crue. The crew is now launching a two-year world tour. But in front of cameras Tuesday, they signed a formal cessation of touring agreement, saying this is their final tour, not a so-called farewell tour. It's just kind of known in the music industry that a farewell tour means for now. We just didn't want that farewell word even around. It just, it stinks. The phrase savvy businessmen is not something you think of when someone says Motley Crue. But if it's not the final tour, I'll go see the next one too. So I don't really care. They, Doesn't matter. You right. have a refund for the first one. They have a contract. Want, they can't break the contract. I don't want a refund. If they tour it, 10 more times, I'll see all 10 tours. Let me put it this way. If that happens, I will invite the world to come for free. In 2014, Motley Crue announced their final tour, putting an end to almost 35 years on the road. To make it official, they signed an unprecedented contract. You know I'm a dreamer. In the years since, Motley Crue became more popular than ever and gained an entirely new legion of fans who, along with diehard crew heads, demanded the band tear up that stupid contract and come out of retirement. They knew that if they were ever to stand on stage together again, that contract would have to be destroyed. Well, destruction has never been an issue for Motley Crue. Fire Podcast, a part of the Decibel Geek and Uncontrolled Noise Radio Network. 
This week we say goodbye to some of our favorite bands while one we thought was dead comes back. I'm your host, Bruce Cannon, and I am joined, as always, and reunited with Baco. How are you, sir? Oh, it feels so good, Lewis. I'm well. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you for asking. I'm calling in from the Cobra Mobile Studio, and I am happy, as always. Yeah, and, and I know we're going to talk in a little bit, but I want to say one of the reasons I'm so happy is the feedback we've gotten to our recent episode. Uh, of course, we talk about Kiss, the numbers spike. Uh, but more than that, just the fact that a lot of people seem to, uh, that are a little newer to the show, um, were very kind and uh, got, got the jokes and didn't take it too, uh, too, too serious. So, But we're, we're going to touch on that a little bit just to kind of recap some things that have happened since uh, the episode sure. came out. But uh, how are things in Denver, Colorado? They're good. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, uh, daily life is always uh, challenging for me and, and things come up that uh, confuse me. And I was just wanted to get your opinion on this. Um, and that is uh, my son is coming up with some what I call valid points, which scares me uh, when he gets older. Uh, one of them is like, you know, son, uh, you can't do drugs. And he'll tell me, isn't alcohol a drug? And uh, that would okay. Be, that'll be a problem. But but he, this is one of the things he, he brought up is we're sitting at dinner, and it doesn't matter how many fucking utensils we put in front of my children, they just decided to start eating with their hands. And one of the things they started eating with their hands was uh, like a little roast of potatoes. And they put seasoning on them, little chunks, and okay. just pick them up instead of using a fork. And he said, Dad, why... He goes, I could pick up French fries, and those are potatoes. <laughs> and these are these are even smaller. And then it got me thinking, there are some pretty fucked up rules about what we can pick up with our hands and what we can't. Huh. And I just wanted to see what what do you see in your world of what is the code? What what can you pick up and what you what can't you and why? Man, and how old is uh Luce the third? He's uh, nine years old. Okay, I'm just trying to get myself in the rent mindset. I'm going to have to move ahead. No, you're a not, bit. not with not with him. I'm talking about now. Like like I'm just want to I want I want to experience it through his eyes a little bit if that's all right. But uh, so what is that? Uh, you know, um, <laughs> I, I one of the first thing that came to my mind when, when I when I thought about that is that like our parents, like our generation, like our parents. Uh, they did not struggle at all with the I because I told you so that it seems like that we do, uh, you know. It's, it yeah. seems like we 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 want to rationalize and be right. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. It, well, I let, let, let me let me stop you there for a second, Baco. I'm not saying what the right answer is for my kid. The immediate answer was was uh, use your fork and knife, or I'll take away all your toys and birth. Okay. okay? <laughs> That, that, wasn't, that wasn't an issue. I just opened up a little light bulb saying, hell, why is why are French fries okay? Because they're greasy as, as all get out. Fair you enough, the yeah. White, 
you're cut and and, and if these potatoes are no different but somehow we have a culture of doing that and we also you know uh you know chicken chicken um tenders or fingers are those a fork and knife because they're past nuggets or do you cut them or do you pick up the big fucking things boy you know this is actually a bit of a quandary um you know the thing is like for me it has a lot to do with what 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 baco I am am I at lunch from work baco or am I out to <laughs> to dinner with at a nice place baco my my manner is drastically changed depend on uh on you know where I'm eating how much time I got how much I spent all that kind of good stuff I would say if a meal was prepared properly and it's traditionally thought of to use a fork and knife yeah that's what you do and that's good enough for me as far as why but yeah you got a point cuz my first thought was like well I mean those potatoes are going to be a little messy. You get shit on your fingers. Just use get knife and fork. But yeah, you do it with fucking French fries. And yeah, the the, the chicken tender that is kind of a that. I mean, it's an in between. It just well, is it though? Because it. if you get a bucket of chicken, you know who who grabs a chicken leg and 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 uses a knife and fork. You're you're using that 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 chicken bone as a damn utensil. All I'm talking about chicken tenders is in fried. Right, but I'm saying um, the chicken tender would be between the chicken nugget and a box of KFC, and I would put all three under finger food. And when is it okay to walk around with a turkey leg with a big uh, uh, a paper towel in my hand? It, it has to be outdoor. You have to be walking on grass, <laughs> and they have to be selling a, a wide variety of asshole beers for a minimum of nine fifty a piece. So you can't walk through, walk around the mall with a turkey leg in your mouth. No, hand, yes? no, that'd be gross, while man. While shopping? No, okay. I mean, that might that might hit the mall floor, which only gets mopped three times a day. You know, you want it somewhere where there's a chance of, like, actual dog shit being near where it falls, so. There's, there's not a clear definition is what I'm saying. And yeah, I, I think the only I think the only rule is if there's some kind of bread vessel, like be it a taco or a... Uh, obviously, bread. Anything that has bread is perfectly yeah, yeah. acceptable. Anything in between. I'm going to start eating toast with a knife and a fork. From here on <laughs> forward, it's just the way it is. I mean, like George Costanza with a, a, a candy bar. <laughs> okay, all right. And one last thing too. Uh, first off, uh, fire hot Cheetos and Doritos in general. I think going forward, they should be, you should use tongs on those motherfuckers. I know exactly where you're going with that. Yeah, you're left with nothing but but just red and orange dust. They should come in with a coupon for a dry cleaner inside the box. Oh uh, man, and what's the proper age to never eat those again? Uh, <laughs> I, like, I, I gotta believe we both passed it, but I, I I guarantee the next time somebody has a bag of those fuckers out, there, my hand's gonna get at least a couple of them. And then it's, it's literally weird too. Like the like the I mean like the, the, the Cool Ranch Doritos aren't so bad, but but the regular nacho no. and, and the the spicy one, it's like it's like oh I'm just gonna grab one and you barely touch it, and then all of a sudden you're <laughs> basically wearing a glove of fucking dust, you know. And same with those fucking flaming hot you know uh, Cheetos, man. You have to. You basically have to go to the bathroom and grab a a, a thing of lava soap after like after you yeah, get done paint, painting. We have that at work. That, that that pumice go, gojo stuff. It's like, well, I had <laughs> I had two Doritos. I'll be back in five minutes after I'm done scrubbing up. It's like doctors don't wash their hands as much as I do after eating a fucking flaming hot Cheeto. So that's why I say, for going forward, we'll, we'll finish this segment. But I say that for one move towards improving society, just like your man that that's going to start pronouncing things cup boards you know yeah. uh, be a cobra hero and next time you serve doritos or flaming hot cheetos 
have a thing of tongs laying right next to it. All right, so moving on from uh, hand and food <laughs> etiquette. Oh, uh, we do have an announcement for all the listeners. So beep, 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 back it up. I don't know what that, I don't even know why I did that. Um, all right, all right, well, of course, uh, Christmas is coming up, and we will once again be opening your, the listener's presence. Uh, so please email loosebaco at gmail. Any type of present you would like to get us for Christmas, and we will open that virtual present on an upcoming episode, just like we did last uh, Christmas. So just a reminder, we're not actually asking you to send us gifts. This is kind of a virtual thing we'll have fun with. Use your imagination. Imagine if time, money, and the actual willingness to do it didn't matter. Just uh, type in Loose Baco, that's L-O-O-S-E-B-A-K-K-O, Loose Baco, at gmail.com and send us your the present that you want us to open uh, and then we'll open them on the show. We'd like to keep it a little bit of a surprise for all the listeners and ourselves so that we when we open them up, uh, it, uh, we just have a little fun with it. So please uh, just send it there and uh, we'll look forward to opening them. I'm really surprised that Loose Baco uh, at Gmail wasn't already taken. <laughs> hey! Uh, well, no one called my sister Baco. <laughs> well, that's not where I was going. This is the most recent. <laughs> That's no, why she's not a regular they, listener. They, <laughs> and if for some reason you don't like email, you can also just message us on the Cobras and Fire Facebook page, not the group page, the Facebook page. Uh, so go ahead and send us a message that way. We'll get it there too. It's all good. Just basically, we want to keep it uh, off the, the main feed. So yes, yes. All right, but you can also find us at Facebook at facebook.com slash Cobras and Fire. We are also on Twitter. Our handle is at Cobras Fire. So please uh, check us out there and give us a like. Uh, follow us on Twitter. You can also join the Facebook group Cobras on Fire and connect with other listeners like yourself and share all sorts of fucked up shit. And occasionally we share some exclusive content. By occasionally we've done it once and it was about a month ago. So yeah, but you know we'll, we'll try to put uh, special nuggets in there. We do do certain things as far as teasing episodes that don't always make the the page, but we've actually put up some exclusive content there too. And, of course, your best way to find all of these places is by going to our fancy-ass website, cobrasandfire.com. Luce, what if they want to buy one of those bot T-shirts? Is there a way they can do that? Well, sure, yeah. You can go to cobrasandfire.com slash store or shop tab right in the top there, and you will find a selection of, of you know, different things such as a box of cobras <laughs> that's there still uh getting a little dusty but you've got for ten dollars you can get a cobras and fire rock and pod expo three exclusive t-shirt free shipping to your home that's half the cost in. of a pods and sods t-shirts which don't that's give right. you free shipping nope that's correct so it's, it's, and it that, is on a, it's not it's not on some uh, Gildan bullshit T-shirt either that you use to, <laughs> to uh, uh, change your oil uh, and things like that. It is a next level 60-40 blend T-shirt that is soft to, to, your, to the touch and also very sleek. Additionally, like I said, it's $10. I have a, Ten I, I have a, clo- I have a closet full. Please take them for me. All right, and if you're listening right now, we would love to get more reviews and uh, comments uh, re- Jesus, regarding the yeah. show. Um, uh, there's all sorts of places. If you're on uh, whatever po- Apple Podcasts, I think even Podcast Attic has a way you, you can do it. But just find us, hit it us on Facebook, give us a review, tell us what you think. We'll we'll try to start reading more of those as they come in. Because always remember, reviews are what is it, Aaron Camaro? Awesome. <laughs>
Like I mentioned in the intro, there we've had a lot of really good, uh, we've had a lot of really positive feedback almost right out of the gate from the "What About Bob" episode. What did you think? I mean, uh, I've actually had some time to marinate a little more on all the happenings, and uh, as much as I, I thought we covered it, there might be a couple things that, that that you wanted to touch on as far as like Bob. Well, yeah, I mean, just just in general, I mean, I really enjoy the conversation. Uh, you know just doing it, but then actually listening back to it, I learned a lot more about Winston Churchill and that Lemmy was a pirate. <laughs> and, uh, I've just, I've just never, never heard any grown man call another person Dumbo since, since actually watching the movie Dumbo. Oh, so man. those, those sound clips, uh, thank you, uh, Jimmy K uh, of the, uh, the metal voice, correct? Yes, for, correct. For allowing us the, the pleasure of adding those. My God. Hey, full full disclosure level. on that too. I, I told you, I was like, I'm not sure how well he knows our show, so I'm not sure what he just agreed to, but uh, 
Uh, I was very pleased uh, that him and I had a, had a little exchange uh, uh, through Messenger uh, talking about it. So uh, yeah, no, he got the he was all cool with it. He thought it was hilarious. You know, he thought it was funny. Um, that's all. I don't, I don't want to misquote the guy as all, well, but he was cool with it. And uh, thanks again, yeah. Jimmy. Uh, obviously, if you need to chop up and misrepresent anything we do, feel free. Yeah, I just had one question too. Is I was just imagining the restraining order that that he and uh, his brother have. Now, what would happen if you know Bruce and Bob were walking down the street because they have to stay fifty yards away from each other at all times? <laughs> Whatever. What, I mean, yeah. What What would be the etiquette if somebody is walking towards each other? It seems from the distance. Uh, you just, just you know. gotta. Uh, Bruce just keeps yelling, "Back up, Bob." You know, I He's actually gonna... I messaged Sinzak that he should have Bob at the expo. I'm like, please, please, please. He's like, no chance. I'm like, you could have him and Bruce, and then you just keep moving Bruce around the the room, and then you keep <laughs> it. You have idea. someone whose job it is to keep telling Bob he's got to move because of the restraining order. <laughs> yeah, or or you have, or you actually do have the Kulik brothers playing. You just have to have a 50 foot stage. Oh god, his <laughs> wireless units are on opposite ends of the room. Uh, I mean, Gene, Gene, and and uh, Paul could have restraining orders on each other because they don't move and they stay in a wide enough state. <laughs> there, there was a third interview that Julian Gill did that I started listening to, but I'm like, there can't be anything more. And boy, was I wrong. I will say this. <laughs> he came the closest, but nobody has really gotten a straight answer on what was the cause of the restraining order. So I'm still not sure there. But yeah, if you haven't listened to the Julian Gill one, it, it it's next level, I think, because you know he doesn't eat during this one, but there is a point where he gets up and basically basically walks to the back of the room and he's you know using a uh like you know just a global mic that's sitting on a desk so he of course gets a little more faint and he's kind of like this and he's just like um and uh, you know and he talks about all sorts of uh, oh god what was the bit that he had he anyway look it's just worth it there's just all sorts of new nuggets and as much as everybody that that's interviewed him has been polite nobody's been politer than julian gill well of course you know uh but uh Happy, happy old tip Happy old Pip, uh, but uh, he, he did a great job, and uh, and of course Bob is the gift that keeps on giving. My lord, that guy is. I think, yeah, I, I think that uh, this is what I'll just call his Charlie Sheen winning phase. Nice, would you say? Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, he's winning. just going off. Dumbo. Just... <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> a one point where he like he he says poop instead of shit. Uh, and then goes off on a fucking f bomb expletive. You know, it's just like, oh, what the hell? All oh, that kind yeah. of poop. Uh, yeah. So that's that's all I, I have there. I, I look forward to your future interview with Bob uh, that you'll set up and uh, ask ask him uh, the same question you asked before about did, did he have hair when he when he uh, auditioned for Kiss and have him hang up on you? How many requests for interviews has Bruce Kulick ignored? Exploded! <laughs> I guarantee his inbox. You're never... anything from him. You know people are reaching out to him. Fuck. He's like, he's like, I tried to promote my album two years ago. Nobody gave a fuck. Now they just want to talk to me all the time. Oh man, it's just got to be like, what the fuck? I'm not gonna talk about this. Maybe he will. That'd be great, uh, Bruce. Oh. Uh, you got an open invite. Um, I sent you the video of the news coverage of the of the whole shark thing too that we touched on. <laughs> Um, I'll, I got to get your thoughts on this. My, my, my one sentence review is even stupider than I thought. <laughs> oh my God. Let, let me tell you this. I was shocked at what I saw. And, and I, it, it takes a lot for me <laughs> yeah, to get shocked. Cause the when expectation I saw. level was really low. Like this is going to be dumb as hell no matter what. And it was yeah, yeah worse. I, I'm with you. Even, I was too. 
even even worse to take an album title from Weird, Weird Al Yankovic. I mean, we were talking about the the fact that uh, here's what I saw in my head, which was already stupid, was they would be on top of some an actual actual boat, like a yacht of some type. Okay, they would have cameras set up. They'd have their silly smoke machines and lights in the middle of the day, which you could hardly – it's pretty much have sure. no point. They'd, they'd do their little show and uh, zip around, and that would be it. But uh, instead of what I described, what was the actual boat and setup? Well, if you've ever seen Jaws, it's the boat that they went out to <laughs> to capture Jaws. And if you remember the scene where Jaws, that that's what the boat is. And then if you remember the scene where Jaws comes out of the water and starts eating the back end of the boat – yeah. That's where Kiss was playing, and I was actually rooting for Jaws to come out of the water. <laughs> Just, oh, man. But apparently, I, I mean, Jaws wasn't yeah. the only shark that didn't show up, by the way. Did you hear about that? No shark showed up. Yeah, oh my God. The whole thing. Just a, just, a, oh. I, but, I mean, but, okay, but, but also the fact that they had a film crew that were attached to this other boat by ropes. Okay. Yeah. I was imagining the entire time. I wish that they would just, I don't know if you saw that, but if, if, when they panned uh, to the side, you could actually see Tommy Lee driving the boat with his dick. Doesn't <laughs> suck. Uh, why was Gene like when you, you when he, they they get on the the um, in the news story the they walk up there and it's first it's Eric and he's like hey were you the kid I met last night and the kid really wants to say yes but it's not him uh, and that was kind of this awkward exchange and then he's like do you want my picture he's like oh I got a picture with Gene uh, <laughs> and then for some reason Gene's wearing a kiss bathrobe. Like boarding, boarding the boat, all dressed up as Gene, but he's got a bathrobe on. What the hell was that all about? I didn't see. I didn't see that part. But all I can tell you is that I was just waiting for the captain to make like a bad turn and <laughs> one of them to just fall right over. I mean, the, the, the whole thing was preposterous. I so, saw P A W L Paul Stanley tweeted that. Just for the record, I'm not sick. I'm just not playing for fucking sharks. <laughs> he is definitely. I mean, you talk about a time you're going to call in sick. That's yeah. when you. That's when you play that card. <laughs> I've like called in sick twice the last 46 years, and this is one of them. Yeah, that's that's uh, using the sick card. That's that's card with a K. Oh, yeah. right, well, we should get into the show, uh, please. Uh, one of the things that uh, I, I sent you that we needed to get into is that I don't know. I'm, did you get a chance to look at it? That uh, um, Sebastian Bach is running into more travel plans or problems as far as like uh, getting around this time. It's not with Uber; it's with Delta Airlines. Ooh, good. I, I'm surprised he's not flying uh, Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> he went on Twitter on blast, just like he did with uh, with with the the Uber issue he had. Uh, so maybe Rachel Bolin is now. Uh, a flight attendant on Delta. Uh, uh, he's like he's just taking jobs to stay just ahead of uh, Sebastian's travel plan. Hold on, hold on. Just want to make sure you know this. Delta's dress code does not allow nose. <laughs> All right. Well, how about I read some of these tweets? I'm going to try to keep them in order, but I I, I can't uh, I can't promise that I have them in the right pattern. Okay. Uh, do you mind if we just have Sebastian call in and, and read them live? <laughs> Hey, Delta, your first-class ticket doesn't mean shit. Thanks for treating me like complete garbage after 45 shows. You suck. So okay. I don't know. Was, now, was he traveling by Delta the whole time for 45 shows, or is he finally at the end and he's just banking on Delta to get him home? Say that again. Was he, like, happy with Delta for 44 flights, 
and it's now the 45th flight, the end of the tour, and that sucks. Like, hey, way to pick this one to suck. Or has he just, like, now he hasn't been flying Delta. He's just using Delta to, to go home after the tour. And is he unhappy? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not play. sure. I, I think it has to do with the combination of, of the 44 flights and how many dog beers he had. <laughs> Oh, do you want to hear Delta's reply to that? Please. Oh, yes. Is that what voice does Delta have? It just I be just a, bong, like an overhead. Uh, like imagine you're on a plane and they're like they, they just yes. got the captain just got the tweet. <laughs> I'm like, is the captain drunk? Uh, hello there. I do apologize for your most recent travel experience. If I can offer any assistance, or if you would like to discuss further. Please send a direct message with your ticket number and confirmation code from this travel. Hmm. Okay. And then what was Sebastian's leveled response? OMG! It's like Uber all over again. Hashtag Lyft is the shit. And he spells shit like Lyft with a Y for an I. Ooh, I like it. See, I told you it's clever. Uh, the whole thing actually started. Like I said, I got a little bit of order there. But he, he he opened up with, flying sucks. I pay for a first-class ticket and then get told I can't bring my carry-on into first-class cabin. Flying is like pure torture. You can make it cool, but you choose not to. Give me a tour bus any day. This sounds like his uh, his his new intro, his little rap before he goes into Slave to the Grind. What do you say? <laughs> He is one of a kind, isn't he? He's just, uh, I, I, I'm not going to call him an American treasure. He is something, though. But I'll tell you, that, that I am really disappointed there's not more Skid Row songs that have to do with uh, travel. I <laughs> know. It, it really would have helped this bit out. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm, I'm really nothing. disappointed that you didn't have alternate, alternative titles prepped for this. You know, typically you got something, you know, uh, <coughs> 18 in line to get on. Hmm. Let me think here. Uh, you didn't like that one? Do it again, sorry. 18 in line to get on? 18 in line to board. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty weak. We, yeah. we might have to workshop that a little bit. <laughs> Youth checks the bags. Youth oh. go and check a bag. See, the problem is no matter how you, uh, it doesn't work, line up right there. What do you got? I, I, have, to, I have to think. She's got the big bags.
started the show you opened my eyes to a band called boba flex and and quick and and that followed you know a fairly recent induction in my life anyway uh to danko jones and i started at that time to go down a path where i was discovering a lot of brand new bands and i quickly assembled i think i had a, a list of seven or eight that were basically my go-to artists for for rising rock you know however you want to to qualify yeah. it some of these bands that we've promoted very heavily over the years of us doing this show kind of decide to either push pause or call it quits altogether and uh obviously there's reasons these things happen and we're happy for the music they left us but it is kind of a bummer when you see the reality of it would you like to address a little bit of that loose yeah i know it's <clears throat> it's just kind of just all of a sudden hit me with uh, over the last year how right in because uh, we started beginning of 2015 yeah so let, let's call it, you know we're coming up on on five years um, early next year and, and in that time there were bands either started then or you became familiar with just like you said that are now dead which is say so i'd like to get, just kind of call this segment bring out your dead because that's what we have is, is a is a few bands like that to discuss sure and, yeah uh, but uh i, I kind of hurts the way you phrase that you made it sound like it's my fault <laughs> well, why, why I'm going through that is, is I remember it's kind of a, it's kind of a, uh, a thing where these were the bands were kind of where, where we started connecting was where you were pretty much no. kind of, you're kind of done. And then these kind of like, uh, yeah. I don't know, re, was, re, reignited the, the rock flame for you that there were. Yeah. Was, that, that was very, very, very true. Like okay. I was just getting into Danko Jones when you reached out to me, and one of the first bands you featured was Bubble Flex, and I quickly went down the Bubble Flex rabbit hole, and from there I met Bubble Flex. I was told to check out a band called Wilson. Uh, I I went to uh, Northern Invasion and uh, interviewed Red Sun Rising, saw their show, got blown away. We I think you you played one of their songs earlier. I didn't th- I didn't realize it. I think at, at the time, but. Uh, all sorts of stuff. Yes, it was. It was. It was a lot that first year, especially. It was like boom, glorious suns, boom. You know, uh, all these things. Yeah, and, and on my side too, with a, <clears throat> that crop of bands was uh, the the band, the Biters. Yeah. And in summary, all four of those bands we just mentioned: Biters, Boba Flex, Wilson, and Red Sun are done. I don't think Red Sun's made it official, but I mean, they're on. They're, oh, they will. Yeah, I mean, they probably will. I mean, they're on hiatus, and the singer is doing solo shows with, uh, I, th- I think the, I think it's the drummer and the lead guitar player, but two guys yeah. from the band. There's a couple things right out the gate. Bubble Flex and Wilson, perfectly rated names for bands. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay. no, you you have uh, had a harder time with Bubble Flex than I have. I thought Wilson was, whatever. I would have yeah, never. Well. If I, you know, if I just saw that on a list of, of I would have thought it was like something else. Uh, Bubble, yeah. Bubble Flex, I think is cool. 
mm, not me. It sounds like, like I've said, it sounds like Nerf Herder, sounds like Weezer, but also the logo is is very, uh, uh, let's just say. I don't have a problem with Weezer, and I agree with your comparison. Okay, but but uh, but the, the actual logo itself is not my cup of Joe. Yeah, I'm with um, you there. And you know, just that, just that kind of stuff. So, the, and and there's general things like between, you know, Bobleflex themselves, they self managed, maybe didn't do it the best. Um, <clears throat> they they had they had every single element that you could possibly need to be successful, but just didn't have the push. And I think the name hindered them as well as that because they're badass. There's there's they're they're catchy, hooky. You know what I mean? So I think that's part of their demise, though, is is that name. And to that end, they're basically continuing on without um, Mark, uh, without uh, Sean, one of the two brothers. Yeah. And they're calling it, uh, I don't remember the name, but it was it was kind of perfectly rated for me for the next one, too. Yeah, I don't remember what it is either. And that kind of, I remember thinking when I when I first saw it that uh, I'm going to need a few cracks of this to, to lock this one into. It's a fairly forgettable name. I just, uh, it might even be called The Forgotten Ones. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, whatever. I'll check it out. You know, um, uh, Marty is a ta- the, the whole the whole band is the. Uh, I mean, they're good singers, good musicians, oh, yeah. that kind of stuff. So all that uh, stuff. They got stage presence. They look like rock stars. All that stuff. And then you segue over to Wilson again, a perfectly rated name. And uh, but then you have the fact that they. I think uh, it, that's almost an. In, I think it's it's not perfectly rated. It's a horrible name. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think they actually uh, achieved some level of, of competence and success in spite of it. But it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the first the first album. You know, um, full uh, blast fuckery. Yeah, I actually saw them as an opening act for another band, and I thought it was going to be like a joke band just from the the album title and stuff. And then the second album, of course, is their. I'll just call it their 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 peak. That first press release for that record is amazing. I don't know if you still have it. But... <laughs> I, I, I remember we we read it. Five one time. dudes it with beards and big dicks in a van. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It should have been the album title. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but like but like that second album, you know, Right to Rise is so good. And oh then, man, and then, one of the best albums of I don't know at least the last decade. Essentially, I think their career is a cautionary tale that you should never be uh, uh, have Smash, Smash Mouth as an influence to, for your third album. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I, look, I kind of get what they were going for in that. It didn't work for me. Uh, if they would have just, you know what, what, what would have helped if they would have just had that one song that would have connected and kind of broke, it really wouldn't have mattered what the rest of the record was. And that's kind of how the industry works now. Yeah. I wonder if they, they, they kind of look back and regret on that record. You know, I mean, uh, I, 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 I would, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not necessarily sure that I mean, they'll probably never say it, but you know, maybe in 10 years, you know, when, when, when time has passed, but I mean the opening track dump truck, that should have been the album title. Oh, was, uh, God, tr- that definitely should not have been the best song on the fucking record, huh? <laughs> Just... No, it was. But, but but that aside, they were such a killer band live. Every time I saw them, blown away at how tight they were and, and how well they worked together as a, as a band. But, yeah, I love Full Blast, Full Blast, Fuckery, and Right to Rise. And I can say that I was very jealous, too, because in a very short window of time you saw them i would say collectively 10 times between bubble flex and wilson thus far oh <laughs> easily yeah yeah i'm glad i like i, I saw bubble flex's last show here in the cities too so i'm glad I, yep. I i i made the effort to go out on a sunday night and and old man not worry about monday morning yeah let's play a bubble flex song here and there's one uh, that i would like to feature off their latest album uh, from about a year or two ago eloquent demons and it's a particular one that I think pretty much encapsulates everything about the band from hooks to 
to just the, the, the harmonizing and everything that goes into the band. And it is say what you will.
told you, I, I don't think we ever talked about it on air, but you know, I've, I've had a chance to interview Sean a, a few times. And I even asked him one time, you're still doing this for so long, you ever think about just saying fuck it? And he's like, every goddamn day. I mean, it, there was just that vibe to him that it was like he was done partying. You know, he didn't hang out after the shows like the like Marty would. He was just kind of like it. Would, it was like the signs were there. Is all I'm getting at. He held on. I think probably a little longer than he wanted to. A lot of these bands too. I think what happens is, and I could see it that he was super disappointed. They they played Denver every year, same place every time. And each time I go, there's not a single more person than there was before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're not building a following. Yep. Yep. So that's that's an issue too, and I think the last concert ever they played was in Indianapolis. So a friend of the show, Rob, was there, and they said there's probably seventy five to hundred people, and uh, and that was it. So it's just unfortunate you can't build you can't build a community for whatever reason. It's you, you got to hang up your boots. And by comparison, uh, Wilson's uh, last show is already sold out. Yeah, and I heard that they're doing all three albums. I think they're doing them in order of release. You can leave early. Well, I, my, my <laughs> yeah, no, my I think that's why they that what they actually are doing. They're doing one show. They're doing three shows total, right? I I don't know. I yeah, they do one show where they play the whole full blast fuckery record in a in a small room, and then they're coming out. They're basically doing two sets of a mix of the last two records. So they're gonna fucking God. make you hang around to hear Windows Down. Ah, oh, damn it! All right, they still know how to do it, buddy. They're they're <coughs> old pros. Ah. So get back to the biters. You know, they are a straight up rock band. Uh-huh. You know, all the classical elements elements that you would need and uh my top album electric blood of a couple years ago on, on my um when we did the countdown yep. which is coming up G- get excited yeah remember defend defensive lift definitive definitive yes but you know the starting a new project but but it's tuck and the restless hearts which is actually named after one of the songs so that is even a worse name than the biters i think i tuck, like the biters you not, did you not like that name yeah, I did like that. I'm saying that, that that he's changing it, and I think he has some of the same members of the band, and he's calling it, you know, like a solo project. I just, I, it's almost like a featuring thing. Talk yeah. and the Restless Hearts is like, well, Slash it's more like it's more like uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, or like I was just teasing uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I, I, right. Look, really, really diehard music snobs always hate this, so I'm going to say it. Nobody cares about the and. Okay, look, it's just there to probably appease the members of the band or or do something. But yeah, I don't give a fuck about the Heartbreakers, Joan Jett. Uh, it, what about? I, I don't care about yeah. Joan Jett, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. But the worst one of all time, though, has to be Slash with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. That's, that's yeah, so I think it's Slash thing. featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Well, what or is it Slash and the Conspirators featuring Miles Kennedy? Yeah, that one is fucking garbage. That is all about, like, that is goddamn Pat Benatar with Neil Giraldo fucking level of, you know, appeasement. <laughs> But back to Tuck Smith. I've heard some of the, the 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 teaser tracks, which again just released a song already. But my God, it sounds smoking. Exactly. So uh, definitely some hope there. But I just don't understand the whole thing about switching things up. But so that well, one, they might have had a mountain of debt. You got to understand these things are probably built like a corporation. You all split up, and suddenly nobody has to pay anything, and now you can go on and do something and start fresh. It's probably as simple and boring as that. It probably is. Or, fuck those guys. I'm doing my own thing. 
but I'm bringing people along from the previous band too. So well, that is I, probably I the prior. Yeah. The... Yeah, I think that's the prior. Also, because Electric Blood is now nowhere uh, on iTunes or Spotify, so there's some kind of rights issue too. Anyway, right. so that one is dead but rising. Thank God for streaming. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll go into that later. Yeah, that, that'll be uh, a two thousand. That'll be a twenty twenty episode. Yeah. So, uh, but but to you, speaking of rising. Oh, uh, you uh, you noticed my new pants? Uh, oh, uh, Red Sun Rising. You must be talking about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this one kind of caught me off guard because they didn't really say anything. And Mike Protech, I'm not even sure if I'm saying his name right, Protich or whatever. The singer from Red Sun Rising has been doing a bunch of solo shows, and he's got a couple of guys from Red Sun Rising with him. And the official, the most official comment I could get was from a fan group that said they are on hiatus. Hiatus. That's always the. Uh, that's almost like creative differences. Yeah, kind of. Kind of like um, uh, Wilson, a disappointing record, but not to the extreme of Wilson. No, 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 no. no. Had some good tracks on it still. Yeah, it was at least kind of still in the vein of what they were doing. It wasn't like they switched gears altogether. Another great band, though. I mean, just a phenomenal live act. Uh, just uh, maybe, maybe a little too pro, a little too polished at times. But man, they yeah, yeah, just yeah. delivered and sounded great every show I ever saw. That's the whole thing too. Like, like you got to give respect to all these bands that we just mentioned are great live. Oh yeah, so you've got. I never got so to see got, the Biters. Not, yeah, I've seen. Uh, well, I've seen clips, and I've seen. I've known plenty. Of, I, I have people that respect their opinion. They've seen them live too. And I've, Good enough. Unfortunately, never. Yeah. So, but the the point being is that that uh, you know we saw I saw Red Sun Rising just once at that that fast you know Northern Invasion, and it was funny because they'd had bands before and after that sounded quote the mix was bad, but as soon as they hit the stage perfect you know what i mean and and i didn't notice they had orange amps but besides no, I that just ask you what kind of amplifier did they have <laughs> i'm saying that they just sounded perfect harmonizing everything they were a pro band and i, yeah. and I really wish i hope they get back together so they got they got plenty of potential I would yeah say, and uh, i got to see them do like a little acoustic thing on the side and, and they just killed oh, it there right. too yeah so you've got they're kind of a i would say in the stone temple pilots uh zone Sure. Um, as far as slickness or whatnot, uh, if you're eh, interested, well, you have to check no, them out. you're going, no, I don't think oh, Stone Temple's that the slick. Image, the image, the imagery. I don't know. I think I think music is somewhat comparable. Album cover kind of reminds me of uh, some Stone Temple pilots. So anyway, so <laughs> that's the album cover, <laughs> huh? Oh, that's great. The album cover is the same, so pretty much they are the same kind of band. Stone Temple yep, Pilots is exactly kind of a right. train wreck quite a few times, to be honest with you. They had a reputation, you know. Not they're not the replacements reputation, but yeah, they they weren't always uh the most uh in tune, in key, on time band, so Fair enough. Yeah, anyway. Definitely not slick. <laughs> who who was not slick? the replacements? The Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, I meant I meant as far as their their music on album. It doesn't yeah. matter. We can just threw that go. Okay. Hey, uh, side thing. Uh, what do you think about people that jog at night with a big headlight in their head? Because <laughs> I just saw one go by. I always find that amusing.
Now I know Paco, I uh, I heard that all bad things don't come to an end. Apparently not. Uh, they don't. They don't. In, does this mean Chipotle has to close all its restaurants? <laughs> I know. I thought or, we did an episode like that episode nineteen where we were, were closing the book on this chapter. I thought that we were, we were too. And that yeah, it's hard to believe that it's been four years since Motley Crue called it, <laughs> it quits. So long. Oh, dear God. Yeah, but you're, of course, talking about the Motley Crue reunion announcement. They're going to be touring with Poison and Def Leppard. Um, before we get into the Motley Crue part, a quick question for you. Two part. The first part, uh, does this tour do anything for you? And the second part is, am I the only person that, that is sad that Poison is going to be the most credible band on this tour? How is that most credible? They're going to be, you know what? They can go out and every one of them can perform at their best now and sound probably pretty damn close to the way they sounded in their heyday. And you cannot say that about Def Leppard and you sure to fuck can't say that about Motley Crue. 
So what you're saying is the game plan at having long-term success is to set the bar low in the beginning. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, they can at least go out and do their thing and hold their head high. There's no shame. They haven't fucking made the biggest deal out of retiring that any band has ever done. And they may use backing tracks, but they don't fucking need them. That's for sure. Well, and then, I mean, and you also have to respect them, too. I mean, I've already seen some stuff on Twitter of Bobby Dahl practicing the beginning of Unskinny Bop and just nailing it. <laughs> just like so you nail that joke every time you tell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right now, Bobby Dahl's starting a podcast where he's going, yeah, I just heard Blues Cannon tell that same joke. And you know, it's like he's making jokes about how like you just kind of do layup jokes while you're... Uh, <laughs> He's just got a compilation to be dropping. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's beat to beat beat a dead uh, uh, bass player to death. But, but anyway, so so so, so going 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 to that too. Yeah, I guess you're right on that end. But I do have to say, do you want me to answer the "Am I excited?" part about this? Yeah, I mean, is, does this tour do anything for you? This is where I, my reaction when I saw it. Not a little lathered up, but I'll just get to the basics first. When I looked at that, I'm like. Wow, this is the most uncreative fucking pairing I've ever seen. Because every couple of years, it's almost like like playing um, like the little uh, uh, w- w- mermaid. Oh, <laughs> no, it's almost like it's it's almost like the shell game where you just keep keep moving things around. I've seen Def Leppard with Poison. Motley Crue has toured with Poison before. It's 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 one of these things where I see too, and I go, okay. And it's also odd, too, because Def Leppard always kind of gets a shaft, because when Def Leppard played with Kiss, for example, I think Def Leppard has sold legit more albums than Kiss than they were opening. It's about who's going to sell the tickets, and that stuff is pretty I, well dialed in. I, I, I get that, but it's just interesting how all that wor- works. And is a, is the thing I'm, I'm excited about, too, though, is the fact that... Do you remember? I don't know why it went away, but remember they had the Instant Live deal? Oh, sure, yeah. Were, I got one at a Kiss concert. You can hear me yelling, suck chow between got to choose and something. <laughs> That's awesome for everybody to have. But yeah. That, but, yeah, so I thought it was a really cool idea. So you could... And the, the great thing about it is you leave the concert with something that you... The exact version of what exactly you just heard, and they're doing that on this tour, too, except they just hand you a, a copies of the greatest hit. Because <laughs> that's what you'll be hearing, people. Def Leppard is half cake dinner. I mean, bu- fucking Motley Crue, the only thing they don't, like I've ranted about, please, lip sync, motherfucker. Oh, my God. Well, let's uh, we'll get into some of the details and that stuff, but uh, I have to get this out there. Literally, no. Ba- Look, this whole like, what did you guys expect? Of course, they're going to come back. Blah 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 blah. All that that stuff that people are saying. Like, I'm so smart because I waited till it happened and said, "See, I told you so." First of all, those kind of people, you really just need to get a fucking life. Go fuck yourself. I'm sorry that I'm capable of having uh, an opinion and living a productive you know, life where my bills are mostly paid. Um, but um, I actually have a bigger problem with this one. No band ever made 
any bigger issue about like we will never come back this is net look i mean i love that that video of mick mars saying if we ever play a tour again tickets are going to be free is just making the rounds right now but phil verone chimed in because he had something to tell the real fans about this whole thing right now phil verone for those who don't know was the drummer for saigon kick i think his late last gig was playing in, in uh, red dragon cartel but he said this. I'm just going to read his statement on, on Facebook. Uh, interrupt as you feel. I don't care. After the Motley Crue tour announcement, I was disgusted by the resentment and anger of so-called fans. And that's pretty much, I want to point that out, the highlight, so-called fans. That is the crux of what's pissing me off about what he's about to say. My three cents, he carries on. If you're angry that a band is going to tour, even after a farewell farewell tour, then you're not a fan. Yeah, go fuck yourself. A fan would embrace the chance to see their favorite band again, no matter what the circumstances surrounding it. And then he goes into this long description about how bands are complicated. Being in a band is a full-time job. It's, it's difficult when you're touring or recording. I don't, I don't expect fans to understand the dynamic of that. A band is made up of different members of different personalities, different egos, different addictions. Blah, 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 blah. None of that has anything to do with what we're talking about. If you love music, if you love Motley Crue, if you love concerts, then you're getting the greatest gift of all. It, I will never, ever, ever, ever understand. I think Bob Kulik helped him write that line. Uh, now, someone using the moniker of fan can be angry about Motley Crue touring again. Contrary to popular belief, a band has enough problems dealing with the band than trying to mastermind a plan to betray its fans. The only betrayal I see from so-called fans talking shit about the band for that shame on you. Oh, I don't know where to begin on this, but that irritates the fuck out of me. I hate this, you're not a true fan kind of comments that anybody makes ever, but it's typically in some like little fanboy group. It's not from somebody like, you know, that, that's done this kind of stuff or is just clearly trying to kiss Motley Crue's ass for some backstage passes. I have a firsthand story I would like to share. Is that okay? My wife went to, to school in a very small town in southern Minnesota. I think it's called Freeborn. Who the fuck knows? Two of her friends that still live down there, they paid through the ass, like through StubHub and Ticket King, uh, to get tickets to the very last Motley Crue show on New Year's Eve 2015, whatever it was, right, in L.A. Now, buyer beware, all that stuff, fine, whatever. But the reason they did that is because they were fans of the band from the beginning. And Motley Crue is one of those few bands that were kind of my band almost at inception. You know what I mean? From that era, especially. So I kind of relate to what these guys, even though I wouldn't have even paid tickets to see them in my town the four times they came through on that farewell tour. Right. But... So they paid for airfare, they paid for hotels, they took time off of work. They were talking thousands of dollars here just so they could say to themselves, I was at the last Motley Crue tour. And I think a big part of that was they believed this 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 this, uh, this pitch they were selling. No band has ever gone out of their way to prove to the people unnecessarily, by the way, no one made them do any of this. They could have just gone out on the whole farewell tour, and I'd probably feel a little bit different about the people who got burned on this because I don't feel this way about KISS fans. I, I don't feel this way about Ozzy fans, but Molly Crew made a special effort to stick it in your face that no fucking way are we ever going to be that fucking lame. And then, of course, there's some of the obvious things. Mick is dead, and Vince can't sing. So it seemed like it all kind of lined up. You know what I mean? 
So, yeah, and, and guess what? Go to the show, don't go to the show. Be happy about it, don't be happy about it. But to anybody, especially somebody who's been in a band, to fucking tell somebody like, oh, you have an opinion I disagree with, you're not a true fan. Go fuck yourself, man. It's just a goddamn band. I think it's lame. I think it's fucked up, and I think they're fucking over people that probably don't deserve to get fucked over. And it isn't going to change a damn thing, and I'm aware of that. But you know what? Go fuck yourself, Motley Crue, and go fuck yourself, Phil Verone. I'm still a fan. You don't get to fucking dictate that. Uh, do you need a snack from all that yelling? I need a towel. <laughs> you were quite loud enough. I thought I had a rant, and you you took away almost all my... The floor is yours. But no, but listen, the, the, here's what I have to say. Uh, I'm, I'll play the... I'm going to take Phil's side on this, uh, oh, because no. I don't think you have the right to say this. Do you have any idea... We talk about Tommy Lee all the time being a couple bad financial decisions from playing Grimace at <laughs> McDonald's, right? In four years? Good. In four years. You listen to me. I have heard reports that his financial advisor keeps showing up at his house, and his car gets keeps getting nicer and nicer, and he brings that statement over to Tommy Lee, and it looks like the balance sheet never rises. The phrase savvy businessmen is not something you think of when someone says Motley Crue. <laughs> so he is a... You know, so it keeps getting lower and lower, and this guy keeps getting richer. There's the, these are the people managing them. Yep. And by the way, I'm not sure if you have any any elderly people in your your family, but do you have any idea how much retirement what? homes cost? Oh, good point. Yeah. Do you know that all this stuff? I mean, Medicare. I mean, uh, Mick Mars burnt through his Social Security <laughs> price 40 years ago. <laughs> well, the, the the next check's coming just a month away. Yeah, and I mean, do you know how many people? That Vigna has killed over his life, and how many, how much those lawsuits cost? Oh, that's he is, right. He is, he's pretty much every one of his paycheck has to like be eighty percent like fucking uh, court stipends, right? <laughs> that's right. He's going all the way. He's got child support. And you he's know got, what? Serious note. I seriously what? hope that's true. Anyway, yeah and, yeah. and the other part is is that and it, and it also. I have nothing again funny to say about Nikki Six because he's boring. So I'm going to move past past him <laughs> and, and, and and go to the next thing. Is is that you don't understand one thing too? They could have not planned. Uh, and Phil is right; they have a right to go back, Baco, because they could have not planned on how many new fans they got from the oh, movie The Dirt. God. That stirred up everything. And by the way, the only way I would watch this, this go to this concert is if the members from The Dirt were on stage lip-syncing the entire time. Because that is the band that these young idiots want to see. Not, uh, I would love not, to see Machine Gun Kelly play the Tommy Lee on the, uh, <laughs> the world Tommy Lee on this tour, right. yeah. Yeah, and they're, I guarantee you, they're, they're, if they do their tour right, they'll go through all the errors, just like they showed on on uh, on The Dirt, which means they'll show Shout the Devil stage and then completely bypass the rest of the errors. I just um, want like it, uh, like an intermission where, uh, for some reason, the place turns into a VFW bar and Vince Neil is crying into a glass of whiskey or something. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, and the other part is, too, is that I'm not sure if you know this, but I, I can, I would see the show too, uh, if just because I want to see Vince Neil, uh, basically turn into a white red fox where he's just like grabbing his his chest in between songs and, and doing the whole. This is the big one. I'm coming for you, Elizabeth, like Stanford and Son, because he is at that level. 
every song at the end. If they kick off, you just alienated all the Gen X or the, all the millennials of, of that listen to our show. Yeah, okay, well that's true. They don't know what I'm talking about. But just imagine a man about to have a heart attack at the end of every song. That's all you need to know oh, because man. he is going to have one. Kickstart my heart. That's what they're going to be having to do at the end of each song for him. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be actually part of the show. They bring out the defibrillator. Defibrillator comes out again. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> we just started this band. Oh. <laughs> Chicago, boom. I, I am also glad, too, because we called it years ago, and this concert, I'm not sure, is sponsored by Chipotle. Because if Chipotle could persuade America that 1,000 calorie burritos are healthy, <laughs> and we actually did that, well, then we can do anything we damn well please. Oh, yeah, all right on. The tour is uh, Chipotle, and uh, they're catering the entire trip. Chipotle. What are you gonna do? Go to Taco Bell? Yeah, but uh, that's all I've got on that. I mean, I'm not, I think your rant summarizes exactly what it is. Nobody signed a fucking document that that said we are not going to tour anymore. Yeah, I love too how they like they just blow it up. Like that's how legal documents work. You just shred it, and then nobody can do anything. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to take my uh, mortgage to the bank tomorrow, blow it up in the parking lot, and say, "House is mine." <laughs> I don't owe anything because I, I use the power of my hands tearing the, the paint. Boom, it's gone. Nothing you can do gone. now. Yeah, the whole thing was just a fucking... Well, again, spare me with you. What did you expect? Okay, Einstein, I fucking expected exactly this. That doesn't mean it's okay. And it doesn't mean I can't fucking have a thought on it. Jesus. Well, no, you're right on that. And I will tell you, too, is that the other thing is that I'm pissed about, too, is the unoriginality. These bands have toured in some incarnation. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, but they must have the numbers, and that numbers is Netflix. Because I will tell you, I had people that I hadn't talked to in 10 years or more say, Hey, man, you see this movie called The Dirt on Netflix? Yeah. I know you're a Motley Crue fan. So that did stir up some stuff. Whatever. Well, look, of course it did, and, I, and it drew some new interest to their, their back catalog. All that stuff is real. It is legit. But I don't care. I don't care. I don't but, care. But I will go see them if they do their cover of Like a Virgin. <laughs> oh man, we we should touch on the rumor was that they, the only thing they've openly denied while they were denying, kind of hinting that they weren't going to do this, was that yeah. like uh, apparently one of the stipulations was that Vince had to lose forty pounds and Tommy Not had to happening. go to treatment. Let me yeah. tell you what's happening. If that happens, it's going to be all liposuction. They're going to hook him up to some vacuum, <laughs> suck the side both sides of him out with a uh-uh. fucking super 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 Dyson, and at the end of it, he's going to blow up forty pounds more because he's going to get road food and hit 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 uh mcdonald's and shit but but whatever not, not the not the vin sign no the vin sign no is gonna cut off a leg <laughs> like, boom i contract honored 40 pounds lighter all right i gotta get out of here man you ready yeah thanks for coming on tonight rock's not dead but it's reunited and it feels so good
That's that's roll the fucking tape. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 